Bible's out, Job chapter 23. The book of Job, we're still on this book of Job. A book that so many preachers still do not understand. And there's nothing difficult in this book at all to understand if you have the right spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I bless your name today. I'm so full of joy and gladness. Precious the Lord, all God's people. Precious the Lord, blessed is He. Precious the Lord, all God's people. Precious the Lord. Blessed is he. Job 23 and I begin reading from verse number 6. Job 23. Have you already found it? Have you found Job 23? So I read from verse 6. Will he plead against me with his great power? No. But he would put strength in me that the righteous might dispute with him 
so should I be delivered forever from my judge. Verse 8 now. Behold, I go forward. But he's not there. And backward, but I cannot perceive him. On the left hand, where he doth walk, that I cannot behold him. He hides himself on the right hand, that I cannot see him. Complaining, complaining, wondering, wondering aloud. That he knows the way that I take. Mm. If I don't understand what's happening to me, but he knows what's happening to me. If I can see him, he sees me. That's consoling and comforting. If I'm thinking there is no way out, he knows there is a way out for he can make a way where there is no way. He knows the way that I take. When he has tried me, I shall comfort as gold. When he has tried me, I shall comfort as gold. Amen. We are still on that great subject. Job still happens. And I said at the beginning, the title or the name Job, the word name Job, will be used to do justice to this topic. To refer to the sufferings, the challenges, the difficulties, the trials, the temptations that a righteous man, that a man will go through. In spite of his holy walk with God. That which is not so interesting, difficult, shakes you, makes you almost wonder at God's fairness. Why do good things happen to bad people? Those things that make those thoughts well up in your hearts have been described. That's Job. What a good man goes through. Even if he's not committing sin. Or living in sin. Even though he's loving and faithfully serving God. Yet he's going through stuff. Those things have been described as Job in this topic. And we looked at scripture after scripture. To prove that God sometimes allows those who serve him to go through difficult times. And then the person begins to blame himself. Maybe he's living in sin. That's why God is not answering his prayers. And then, even if you don't blame yourself, people begin to blame you. Your friends say, maybe you have secret sins. And I said also that every Christian will have his or her job time or experience. And that the only difference is that our jobs are in different shapes and sizes. Your job may not be like the job that brother Job went through. Because that man lost his children in one day. In a building collapse. That's a serious disaster. Went to celebrate birthday of a sibling. The sibling and all the other siblings, they all died when the building came up during their celebration. Uh, came down. During the celebration. That's a disaster. And all this was targeted at their father, Job. Mr. Job. And while he was crying, they said, oh. Another news came. The Serbians came. Like cattle rustlers. And fell on all your cattle, slaughtering them and Oh, Lord God, have mercy. How do you lose all your life investment in one fell swoop? 
And then all your children in one day, they were not even sick to prepare your hearts for any eventuality. Just bad news. Disaster. Catastrophe. How can a man's heart hold all of this? Withstand all of this? Daddy is crying. Mommy is crying. Who is consoling who? And the man begins to say, but I have served God faithfully all my life. And then some folks came and said, God cannot reward a good man with these evil things. So you de- God is a fair judge. The things they were saying were true of God. It's a fair judge. Most of the things they were saying. But they did not understand how that Job can happen to anybody including Job himself. Job was happening to Job. Job was going through his own Job. But do you know something? The other Jobs came after Job did not go through what that Job went through. He didn't only lose his children, his business, his health ebbed away. So bad that he couldn't even stand. The Bible says the sole of his feet had sore boils. If he stands, he's on boils. Ah, I can't stand. Like standing on needles. And then he wants to sit down, boils on the buttock. Or buttocks. He lies down. Bible says from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet, boils. Jesus Christ, which kind of sickness be this? They give you a, a special mattress in the hospital. You can't even enjoy it. You can't lie down. And he, begin, he gets off from the bed and goes to the floor and looks for where there is dust and begins to roll on the, on the dust of the earth like earthworm. The, the, husband, the wife says, I can't stand this. This is the richest man in the whole world at that time. Job was the richest man. If there was Forbes, book of records, it would have been number one. And the woman who was the first world, the first lady of the world, financially speaking, becomes a nursing mother of a, of a man that just could not be healed. It was so bad. And the woman just buried all her children. And now she's looking at her husband going away. No business to fall on. When Mr. Dies, Mrs. inherits things. No, nothing. Everything was going. And she lost her mind. And she started saying, man, what's this? She's looking at her husband with disgust. Do you still retain thine integrity? You've been faithful, honest to God. But that God has failed you. He failed me. All my kids, are, all my children are gone. Now he's failing me again in the area of my husband's health. And you are still saying, oh, the Lord gives. And the Lord has taken, blessed be the name of the Lord. you still talking God. Man, you're talking some trash right here. And the, and the man looked up from the dust of the earth and managed to speak some words and said, Madam, why have you started talking like some of the foolish women we have in town? I never knew you to talk about God's love and faithfulness like that. Have we enjoyed so much from God and and we are not ready to also take some sufferings? Check it. Those are the things he was telling the woman. Because there are times when your job will come and you may be least prepared. I'll never forget my own job happened in 2008 and 2009. I'll never forget that in the Gopak debacle. Yesterday, we saw a boss that brought those dancers to location. And I told Mike Eberi, I had six of those buses. And then they started breaking, breaking down the highway trying to execute the contract for Vanguard newspaper. And then they told me those Chinese buses they don't do well. Why don't you get Toyota of Japan? And we got the Japan Oceanic Bank helped. Those Toyota. You call them Homer bus. We had them. Tiaroba. And put them on the way. But one after the other, they started falling. That's what happened to Job. But my bosses did not fall all in one day. 
Sometime 2 a.m. I was driving on a Kongbon bridge. My two bridge, 2 a.m. In Yanokwaja bridge, 2 a.m. Sometime I get home 3.30. This is Saturday night. On some emergency night. And then my wife will open the gate for me 3.30 a.m. Saturday morning. And I'm going to be preaching 10 a.m. on Sunday morning. You haven't even slept at all. And my wife knew all the bad news that was coming every time. My wife will look at me and shake her head. What's happening to my husband? And when we finally came out of it, my wife said something. He said, the only reason I was able to survive those trying period in my life and in my husband's life. It was even so bad. My children were sent out of school. Couldn't pay school fees. After spending millions acquiring those vehicles, suddenly became somebody who couldn't pay school fees. I am telling you, I know what it means to experience ups and downs. I know what it means to eat on the table and go eating on the floor. So no matter what you go through, read the Bible. A man went through even worse than you are going through. That's, the Bible said that things that happened to them of the old covenant, God allowed it to happen to them so that they can serve as examples for us. So that we through comfort of the scriptures might what? Have hope. People don't know how to read Bible anymore. Everything in your life, you can situate it in the Bible. Look, search it. Anything you are going through. You're going through marital crisis, check it. There are people who went through it in the Bible. You failed exams, agriculture, you planted crops, and the Fulani headsmen, they are, and they come with their cattle and they eat up your crops ready for harvest. And in 1 Corinthians 10, 30, 13 rather. The Bible says, there has no temptation taken you, but such as is unto man. Nothing where you they face, where other people never faced before. And there's nothing you are facing right now that others will not face after you have faced the thing. Guys, he said, there has no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. Tell your neighbor, common problems, common problem, common problem. You know, when COVID-19 came out, people were scared of it than now. People don't they notice that you can contract COVID-19 and be asymptomatic. You call it asymptomatic. You can have COVID and not even know you are carrying COVID. It's not everybody that breaks down because there is COVID in their system. And that's why when they say it's compulsory, go and do tests. You'll be shocked. Yours is coming out positive. So, but I, I feel well. They say, yes, some people are as asymptomatic. Like some have COVID and they don't break down. And say, this is more dangerous. Because they can't quarantine you and they can't quarantine. That's the right pronunciation. Quarantine. Not quarantine. Quarantine. Sounds sweeter, but it's probably correct quarantine. They can't quarantine you because you're not looking sick, but you are carrying it. You can infect others. No problem. There's nothing you face that is new. Nothing is new under the sun. And you are not facing it alone. If nobody is facing that kind of a thing in your hometown, that kind of your problem that is about to make you commit suicide, go to the next town. You go around it and see somebody. Okay, it's not, go to another state. Or it's not in your country. Go to another country. You will see somebody that is going through what you are also going through today. But we've stressed this enough. I always begin like that each time I come back to look at some other point. I always like to refresh. So even if it's part three you are playing, you know where they are coming from. So it's review. And I'll take one or two points so I don't, I don't keep you too long and close. I'm not going to try to finish all the number of points on this issue. Job still happens. Or rather now we've already entered when Job happens to you. When Job happens to you, I said, number one, I said, this was last Sunday. I said, don't think it is strange when Job happens to you. Think it not strange. Did we not mention that last Sunday? And we read in the scriptures, in first, but think it not strange concern, concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange things are happening to you. Don't say, ah, it hold me. 
me a man of faith? Is my prayer not working anymore? Suddenly I can't pay school fees a whole me. I used to dash out cars. Now I'm, I'm walking barefoot. A whole me. Don't think a strange thing is happening to you. To be broke is not a strange thing. You know what Peter said? It's not a strange thing. You are not the first human being to be broke. So don't go and commit suicide. Are you hearing me? And to be rich is not a new thing also. To be broke is not new. To be rich, to be buoyant is not a new thing. You are not the only broke man. And if you are rich, you are not the only rich man. So if you are broke, don't commit suicide. And if you are rich, don't be proud. Tell your neighbor, it's a common problem. It's a common experience. Tell your neighbor that. If person die for accident, is that the first person to die in an accident? If somebody recovers in the hospital, is that the first person to recover in the hospital? There's nothing new under the sun. Good or bad, nothing is new. And those people that bad things happen to, does not mean they are wicked people. Because there are instances of very good people that bad things also happen to. Do you understand what I'm talking about, somebody? So stop blaming yourself all the time. Maybe this thing should not have happened if I was a righteous holy man. Oh, some holy men have died in a plane crash. Oh, you think they were all wicked and so God allowed them to die. It's not like that. In the cemetery, good people were buried there. Bad people are buried there. Everybody's going there if, if rapture tarries. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. So stop looking at, oh, righteousness. Oh, not faith enough, not holy enough. When Job comes knocking at your door, your spiritual status is irrelevant. When Job comes knocking at your door, I don't care how holy you are. Job doesn't even care. Amen. When Job comes knocking, tell him, but when Job comes knocking, Hallelujah. I'm enjoying this talk. Is anybody enjoying this talk? The word of God is always sweet. Soldiers don't decide. The military does not decide warfare. The politicians do. The military will only go and prosecute the warfare. Is that correct? Those who decide the warfare are the politicians. But the military will prosecute it. And the politicians are not the one to die in that warfare. It's the military. So it's not the fault of the military. Did you hear that? It's not the fault of the military. Good people also have bad things happen to them. <sighs> Am I making sense? But every job experience has its expiry date. There is no warfare that will not end one day. There is no trouble you go through that will continue forever. So that it will be said, and it came to pass. It did not come to stay. That problem, I'm, I'm going to prophesy a little bit. Shadada, I hear the Lord say, release those words of power. Which means there is something powerful that is in my mouth. He wants me to release. The Holy Ghost is upon me. And his word is in my mouth as fire and as hammer. And I release it. Anybody here right now going through something so difficult. You don't even know how to tell your best friend. You're suffering in silence. In the name of Jesus Christ. Receive grace to endure it and grace to come out of it. Receive those two graces. Grace to go through it. And the grace to come out of it. For even though you walk through. You are not sitting down there. Even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you will fear no evil and no evil will consume you. For the Lord God is with you. His rod and his staff comforts you. If you believe it, shout amen. Don't think it is strange. And then, Number two, seek God's face. We mentioned that one also 
last Sunday. And why did I why did I put it down there as the Holy Ghost helped me to jot down these these things? Why did I put it there? God said, write it down. God preaches to me first and I take notes so I can preach to you. The petrol tanker carrying fuel at the back to NNPC depot needs fuel in his engine tank to move. If you like, carry 100 liters of petrol in your tanker. If the, 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 the tractor, the head, it's called tractor. If the tractor has no fuel in the engine, it will move. So, maybe we'll preach to you because I sit down to hear God preach to me. Then I take notes. And I carry the note as sermon outline. And I'm preaching what I heard God preach. Seek the face of God. We found out that, listen, the only time, oh, shh, we found out that Jesus prayed. And he was crying. He knelt down. He stood up, lifted his hands and eyes towards heaven. At a point, he knelt down. He's talking to one person, God, God the Father. At a point, he started rolling on the floor and crying. It was not at a sunny time of the day. Early part of the night. Between 6 p.m., 7 p.m., 8 p.m. They went to a garden like you have a Ghanifayami garden somewhere or Nandi Kanu at Alausa. One garden there where people sit down and relax. You know the place? They went to a garden. He took his disciples to a garden called the Garden of Gethsemane. So he could roll on the floor and was crying. He moved a little bit far from the disciples. He said, guys, watch. Pray, pray, pray. Watch and pray. And he went for and started praying. He started talking small, small. Some things he was saying, he didn't want the disciples to hear. He used to pray together with them. But this time, it's like, I didn't want them to eavesdrop. Because I'm going to say some unusual things. The most sincere prayer you ever pray is when you pray in the bedroom when you are alone. You don't have to be bedroom anywhere you are that nobody's there. But when we say, come and take microphone and pray before the old church, mm, it's okay, you will pray. But the kind of prayer you pray, public prayer, some flesh can be there. You will now start speaking some big English so that they will know, save me, self, go school. And even if the one that speaks in tongues once in a month, you will now say, you, you used to speak tongues once a month. Now they just give you microphone to pray for the whole church for only five minutes. Now tongues will take three minutes. And English, two minutes. What is going on? Some spiritual hypocrisy. You are trying to demonstrate hypocritically to people how spiritual you have become. But when you are praying alone, nobody is there. You can use your tears to wet your pillows. You can lie down and pray. God will hear. He won't say because you have not yet peeled your knees. He doesn't answer prayer because knees have started paining. Yo, my daughter, don't pray. Peeling me. Ah, she's suffering. You don't do what she did fast and pray. Let me, let me, let me answer this prayer so she can stand, start, uh, stop hurting herself. No, it's not the pains you feel that make God answer you. You can lie down, enjoy a cool lying posture, and talk to God. It is not the body language, it's the heart language. Put your hands together for Jesus. Body language can deceive. You can see a man or a woman you don't even love, you don't even like him. And because of what you are thinking, you want to benefit from him, you do like this. Genuflect. You bow. And the person will think, ah, it's always dobaling whenever he sees me. People have dobaled for somebody, and as soon as the person they dobaled for turn back, they do their nose like this. Body language can even deceive. But heart, aha, no man sees that. Only God sees the heart. 
No man, no man, no man, no man knows what is in another man's heart. They can laugh with you and stab you at the back. His heart, her heart. Bible says there is no creature, meaning animate and inanimate creation, living and non-living things. That is, there is no creature that is not manifest, laid bare, naked. There is no creature that is not manifest in his sight. All things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. The God we relate with. Nothing is hid from his eyes. His eyes are more than x-ray. If x-ray technology that doctors use can bypass your skin and count your bones, the ribs, that thing wasn't designed to be looking at skin. It's to look beyond the skin. And God's eyes are ever prying. Even if you wear clothes, God sees you naked. He created you. How can a baby you are bathing in the baby water bathtub be ashamed you are seeing his or her nakedness? You were born out. God seeing our nakedness should not shock you. He created us. What are we covering from him? God looks at anybody who is naked and he doesn't lost. But that's in the physical. He sees our hearts. What you are pretending, you are wasting time. You can only pretend before man. You can never pretend before God. He sees your heart. Jesus said, oh God, oh Father, I have seen the horrors of the cross. He saw them by word of knowledge, by revelation. Nobody was more spiritual than Jesus. And then he saw what he was going to go through. In the, he knew that before he came into this world. But the last minute, the fullness of it was, this is the humanity aspect of Jesus. So he was scared stiff. Fear never gripped the heart of Jesus. But once upon a time in that garden, fear gripped his heart. And he said to his disciples, he said, guys, I don't know what I'm feeling. This is God Jesus. When they are confused, they run to him. When they feel somehow, they run to him. He says, fear not. Let not your heart be troubled. This time he was confessing to that he's afraid. This was a day, if care is not taken, the disciples will be disappointed in Jesus. He said, guys, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. He said, I'm so sad that I'm almost having a heart attack. How can of God Jesus say that? You not get faith again. So if you don't agree on God Jesus' heart, yes, he was afraid because he saw something. It was revealed to him. He had not been to hell physically, but he was a spiritual man. He saw it was revealed to him more at that time. I agreed to come into this world. For this purpose was I born to die. But the fullness of what torture I will face is turning on me more. Few hours time, I'll find myself in hell when they take me from the bury me. It's too much. Oh God, if it's your will, please let this cup pass me by. This cup of suffering, torture, let it pass me by. And then he prayed, prayed, prayed. And he said, wait a minute, I've been praying for how many minutes? I've not gotten a feedback. Jesus understood that prayer ought not to be a monologue. It ought to be a dialogue. It's like you're chatting WhatsApp and the person is not even replying. Just the chat. You'll be wondering, are you still there? Are you still online? You understand what I'm saying? And Jesus said, I can't hear my father. My God, this thing is too much. He got up. Oh, he's looking for someone to encourage him. And he went to those disciples to say whether to even whether they are even praying at all. He joined him in prayer. And he saw that they were all sleeping. Ah, these guys don't close off. They don't know what I'm going through. If he woke them up, he said, guys, when I better pray. <laughs> Temptation of wait, wait, go swallow people up. It's close. And he swallowed Peter up until Peter got a resurrection spiritually. He swallowed Peter up. He swallowed Judas Iscariot. He swallowed that temptation he was telling them to pray against swallowed two people up. 
and one got a resurrection from it, Peter. Somebody say hallelujah. He went further to pray. Saying the same thing, but God is not talking back. I can't even hear God. Have you been in that situation where you pray? And it's like, when I say my prayer, I know they even pass this ceiling. When I go, they hear me, I'm not sure. Have you been to that? Have you had that experience at some point in your life? Whether some years ago or now? I have. If you will not be sincere, I have. Say, am I sure my prayer is working so? <laughs> I have to put it like that so that you can answer me well now. Say, are you sure my prayers are working? Now, let me ask. Have you had that kind of experience in your life? Every human being goes through that. Say, hey, shame my prayer they work so. <laughs> Jesus! He was both God, he was both man. And this was the humanity aspect that we were seeing. And it was recorded. They didn't flatter Jesus. They recorded his human experience. So that what you go through, you know, he went through it. Fear ever grip your heart, he gripped his heart. He ever doubted whether his prayer was working, it happened to him. Not all the time, at once. That was his job. Put your hands together for Jesus. That's the only time he ever doubted. Because the enormity of what he was facing. By the time he, 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 he prayed three times, God said, if I don't speak back, this man won't leave this garden today. And I need him to get arrested. And there's a junction where they will meet. As soon as he leaves this garden, then, you know, do you get that? And so, area boys were coming. And then, he, got, he suddenly heard God say, Jesus, my son, Jesus, did you even listen to yourself? What are you asking? That I should let the cup of death and on the cross and in hell. On the cross, physical death. In hell, second death. If you understand what that is. Jesus, you know what you're saying? Don't you know if you don't die, if I answer this, your prayer in the affirmative, letting the cup of suffering pass you by, it means when those guys are coming to arrest you, you go just vanish. They won't see you to arrest. They won't nail you to the cross. The whole world will remain in sin and go to hell. Oh, not one person will be saved. Jesus, think about that. Ah! The love of man in the heart of Jesus welled up, swallowing up the fear that was in his heart. Okay, Lord, not as I will, that will be done. I'm ready to go. And he got up, raised up. Bible says an angel was sent to strengthen him. As soon as he said, Lord, in spite of what I feel, let your will be done. When he, he said that, God sent an angel. Bible says an angel came and ministered to Jesus. Meaning, there was something, there's a ministration that the angel did. And Jesus, that was almost even having heart attack because of fear, got strong. If his BP, his BP shut up, it came down. Because when he started sweating, it was not sunning. Cool evening, he started sweating. He he was sweating because of deep anxiety. Doctors have said anxiety in a man can get to a level where you begin to sweat even if you're in an air-conditioned car. When you see real anxiety, this man was sweating a kind of sweat. Is he shared by, by, by my one military man? When they were trying the military tribunal, you remember? The kind of sweat that started coming out of his forehead in the court, it was too much. I read it in the paper. Journalists were there in the courtroom. They said, no matter if you carry a whole towel and begin to mop by my forehead, and so sweat, they pour out. The anxiety, that happened to Dia. The next man to Abacha, Dia. When they were in that military tribunal, they were seen dead. Close to death. If Abacha had not died, Dia would have died. May God kill those who want to kill you so that you may live. I said, may God kill your killers that you may not be killed. Somebody say amen. God had to take away a bachelor to spare the year's life. 
The Bible says, whosoever diggeth a pit shall himself fall into it. Every pit that is dug for you, in the name of Jesus, there's power in pavilion. People are here to receive protection. You don't have to go to a native doctor receiving a dead sheet. You don't have to go to any Dibia or Bo native doctor, Babalao, and say, put a marking on my skin so that nobody kills me by food poisoning or by bullet or by knife. I say, you are in gospel pavilion. It's the secret place of the Most High God. And you have come to abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Whoever plans evil against you may himself use his head to carry that evil. If you believe it, shout a bigger amen. There was time Job doubted if God was still with him. He said, I couldn't feel God. And God was right there. Joseph was sold as a slave in Egypt and as a servant in Potiphar's house. Bible say, and God was with Joseph. That was not the time Joseph would easily feel God's presence. In prison, God, Paul and Silas in jail, their hands and feet held fast in the stocks. That's not the best of time to sense God's presence. But God was with Paul and Silas even in jail. Hear me, folks. No matter what embarrassing situation you are going through in your family, in your place of work, in your health, in your financial state, the bank manager is calling you at 10 p.m. Telling you they will send EFCC after you. That's not the best of time to even still believe God answers prayer. But I tell you, God is still in the of performing miracles and surprising you. He knows how much pressure you can stand. He knows when the trouble is getting out of hands. He pulls up at the sneak of time. At the, the time you think is over. When you've gotten to the end of the rope. He says, tie not. Hang in there. I am never let. I am always on time. Listen, God says, I will not disappoint nights. No matter what promise I make to them in 2020, in 2021, and they are wondering, when will it ever come to pass? Tell them, I'm not kidding nobody. I'm not fooling any of my children. I am still a promise performer. You will see miracles. You will rejoice. The devil will be ashamed. Your enemy will be humiliated. You will triumph. You will rejoice. You will tell people, Christ did it for me. Grace did it for me. Oh, they say, what's the secret? Uh, how did you come out of this mess? How did you suddenly become rich when you were so poor? How did you become so strong and vibrant when you could not even walk? You are going to say, I just know one thing. Grace did it for me. Grace did it for me. If you believe it, walk around in this church. Take some stride and say, Grace did it for me. Walk around. Grace did it for me. Uh, Christ did it for me. Come on. Christ did it for me. Come on. Christ did it for me. Come on. Christ did it for me. One more time. Christ did it for me. Make a shout and a joyful noise in this place. You may be seated. Wash and sanctified by the blood of the Lamb. Grace did it for me. The reason you need to seek the face of God. Like Jesus sought the face of God. Because of his fear. He ran to God. I said number one the reason. So you can get a specific word. And that specific word was. Jesus I can't take that up from you. Ah, as soon as he heard that, he said, that's all I wanted. I've been praying since so I can hear. Will you please take it from me? Yes or no? I'm not going to force you. You are my father. He didn't hear. That was Jesus' problem. God kept quiet. Why did God keep him quiet? But when God finally spoke, Jesus said, eh, okay, that's final. God has the final say, which means I must drink this cup. I did like that 2008-2009. I said, God, what's happening to me? When a policeman was talking to me anyhow over some few money that somebody, false accusation. Say, hey, are you not a pastor? Why did they let the business 
You know, you know me pray. I didn't like that. But I knew a devil spoke through him. But I still had to pray when I was out of that station. I said, Lord, what's happening? This is me they are talking about. I don't steal. It's me. And when I wanted him to talk, he didn't talk that time. One day we were just driving. Ralph was doing the driving. At Chalibur Boy Stop, I'll never forget till Jesus come the exact place. Oh, that voice came. He said, Theo, go and read the book of Job. For Job still happens. I tap Ralph's lap on the driving seat. I said, I heard something right. He said, what's that, Bishop? I am going through Job's time in my life. My righteousness don't count. My faith don't count. My talking tongues don't count in terms of whether I'm coming out of it or not. Whether this thing will happen or not. When you are going through your job, at that time, prayers seem not to be working. This was one point we took last Sunday and rushed it. I never sprinkled in this all important point. That Job's time, when Job happens to you, prayer seems not to be working. You can write it down. When Job happens to you, prayer seems not to be working. It they work, but it seems not to be working. Did you, did you see the language I used? It seems not to be working. Do you know why? Because it does not work fast. You don't see Jehovah sharp, sharp. Uh-uh. You see Jehovah Naka. The Hebrew word meaning the God of trials. That's what you see. Sharp, sharp. You can't see it in Job's period of your life. Because you are not at the mountaintop of promise. Neither have you reached the mountaintop of possession. But I'm not in the mountaintop of patience. Uh, the valley of patience. The valley of dry bones. That is, when you are in the valley, prayer seems not to be working. Jesus Christ thought prayer not to work again. At least, he was wondering, as I know I came from heaven. And when earth dwellers call to us, sincerely, we answer the Father, the Word, and the Spirit. But now I have incarnated. And the 33 years I lived on earth, when I call on God, he answers. But this period, he's not answering. I hope since I left heaven, things have not changed there. Did you know what Jesus was thinking? He prayed repetitive prayers. He said, use not vain repetitions when you pray. But this time, his repetitions were useful, not vain. It was not empty. Empty repetitions, I would tell. There are times a believer repeats prayers and it will not be a vain repetition. The day I will teach you that, at times you will pray for something. Once, the rest keep thanking God till it manifests. But there are times the Holy Ghost says, just keep praying on it. You pray, prayer needs to be taught. And we do that every Friday here. Don't we do that? And I do feel for pavilion people that are not able to come to church on Friday. But when God heard a particular, Jesus heard a particular word, he now said, okay, I've heard. Father God, I've heard. I must drink this cup, so it's time. But just give me grace to go through it. Matthew said that angel showed up and strengthened Jesus. He was now braced up for it. Amen? Amen. Revelation chapter 2 verse 10, quickly. So we can knock off this for today. Revelation chapter 2. Revelation chapter 2 verse number 10. Quickly, quickly. Oh, I just love you, Jesus. Revelation 2.10 quickly. Revelation 2.10. You understand? Fear none of those things which thou shalt what? Suffer. They are promising them some Job experience. Fear not those things that you will suffer. You can't pray away this suffering. It's coming. You can't fast it away. You can't holiness it away. It's coming. But don't fear it. For it will certainly come. 
Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into what? Prison. Don't say spiritual prison. It is physical prison. Some people have been arrested for preaching the gospel. Go to Saudi Arabia and declare Jesus and see if you will not be arrested. And Jesus, and, and Jesus is telling them, get ready for persecution. The type you've never seen before. Una go suffer. Why serving me? You know, you go through your job. Why serving me? That you may be tried. <laughs> that you may be tried. At that time, prayer seemed not to be working. God who said you must suffer those things, he won't answer no prayer of God. Take me away from this. But when the trial has run its full course, he will prove to you his turn. And that's what he did in Job. When Job had run its full course in Job's life, God eroded it. Rolled away the reproach. Then you say, ah, he still didn't hear prayer. But before you are delivered from your trouble, when you are left in the trouble, it's as if prayer don't work. But ladies and gentlemen, prayer still work. I said, amen. Verse 10. Ye shall have tribulation 10 days. Now that 10 days is a literal 10 days. There was a particular onslaught against Christians in the city of Smyrna. It lasted 10 days. What happened to Christians in that city is, is it cannot be printed. He said it will last 10 days. Those 10 days will look like 10 years. You will... You, Christians will doubt if Jesus even still did. The details of that persecution that lasted 10 days, specific, particular 10 day persecution, it was intense. Only few believers survived it in the city of Smyrna. That's Turkey. Turkey is in Europe. It ha- it's an actual history, it's a historical fact. It happened. 10 days. Christians see when, like they said, Verse 10. And ye shall have tribulation 10 days. Are you still there? Be thou faithful unto death. And I will give thee a crown of life. Mm, Many people die though. Wait. Wait. Church. That particular tribulation that took place. Jesus was announcing news before it happens. Say many of them are going to die. Hey. I will live and not die. Does not work there. Wait, wait, wait. Pray. Fast in the 30 days. Drive fast. And if you, if you like, kill yourself in the fast. Some things will not change. And God remains God. He'll be looking at you fast and die. He won't sight. They will not tell you that. Those are part of the bones of Christianity. Bible says strong meat belong to those mature Christians. Those who have come of age and who, who have their spiritual senses exercised towards discerning both good and evil. He said, but the milk of the word of God belong to baby Christians. Those people we newly bring to Christ, they just got born again. We tell them God is good all the time. You name it. You claim it. You possess it. If you just say it will happen, God will not let any bad thing happen to you. You are a child of God. No weapon form against you. There are times when God allows some weapon to prosper against his beloved Christians. Some weapons will prosper. Those are the exceptions to the rule of the scriptures. There comes a time when that Bible doesn't make sense no more because it will look like everything you ever studied and believed has fallen flat. It's not working. When you go through Job, you've not seen Job enough. If you go through enough of Job, you will almost doubt the Bible you carry every day. You will even doubt if God they hear prayer. Did you carry any pregnancy beyond nine months? Uh-huh. It's easy to believe. Scriptures. Oh God, I will deliver like the Hebrew women. When your pregnancy reached 25 months, we will then know how much faith in God you have. How much trust is remaining. Do you, this trust, where will they have for God? Sometimes they reduce. Some liters of trust are leaking. How many liters of Tell your neighbor when job happens to you. Uh-huh. When it happens to you, you will doubt your own faith. You not only doubt if God answers prayer, you will doubt your own self. You start looking for sin in your life where there is no sin. I think, I think I'm not living right. It doesn't look like God to hear me. I, I think it's one secret sin. I like say I lost it after one woman. I did not fornicate, but they say if I lost. Ew, this is my eyes. She make I pluck and come out. I don't want to see woman again. Hey, you better say I drink. Not that beer where I drink. 
Oh, I drink beer. Oh. Hey, God, my prayer. Hey, look at me. Oh. You know that some people, once they are making money, they think they are righteous. And I got the answer, Papa God, don't bless me. And then when they are broke, Papa God is against me. No, it's not by those things. Those were God they use many times and then they suffer past. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. Daniel in the lion's den of King Darius. Jesus Christ, the greatest name in the universe. He went to the cross even when he didn't commit sin. Apostle Paul, the greatest man under Jesus who ever lived. He suffered like no man's business. He said, my suffering is too much. I have to say, God reduce my suffering. It is too much. God said, but I will not reduce it. For my grace is made perfect in your weakness. He said, I look at my life. There's nothing. It's so bad and shameful. They criticize me that I must be a wicked man for God to turn his back on me. And God says, no. Then I concluded there must be some things remaining in the sufferings of Christ, in the atonement of Christ that I was ordained to perfect. He said, it's as if there are some things behind in the sufferings of Christ for which I'm appointed unto. Ah, he's, he, that man went through a lot of job and then sometimes you have your theology on its head when you begin to think too much of your problem. You without everything you ever preached. When you go through job, your very faith will be shaken. I have been to job. If there's anybody in Pavilion that has not been to job, they better brace up. That's not a, a, a pleasant place to go to. But every Christian must go through it. One way or the other, one time or the other. But it's just that he weighs your spiritual strength. You know why? The Bible gives us why. There has no temptation taking you, but such as he's come out to man. But God is faithful. He can be trusted. He, he is very, he's, he's faithful. He's reliable. Eh? And he will not allow you to be tempted above your spiritual capacity, above that you are able. He don't weigh your strength. He will not tell you, carry a 25 liter jerry can to me to bath when he's only, it's only 5 liter you can carry. It is hardship that takes people to Babalawo. It is hardship that is making Nigerian boyfriend to be slaughtering girlfriends for ritual to make money. These days, get as scared to even go and fornicate in a hotel room with a so-called boyfriend. Because as he takes you to the boy, to the, to the, to, to the hotel room, he has a knife hidden in a bag that he puts on his back. You, you think it's his textbook and lecturer's hand that is in the back. There's a knife in there. And they drug a drink for these girls and they doze off. By the time they wake up, their eyes are gone. Oh, you People are frustrated. People are desperate. Nigeria is so hard. There's poverty everywhere. People are eating up one another. Nigeria has become a demented fowl sucking her finest eggs. The desperation for money, even pastors are eating church members. They won't eat you physically. Some pastors are coming to church with charms. As they chuck their handkerchief and they, and they, time for to pastors will always lay hands on. And if I have ever laid hands on anybody here to do any dabaru to your life, may God kill me this afternoon. Because next time I lay hands, don't be afraid. But I'll tell you what many pastors are doing. You are not safe if your pastor loves money. If your pastor is a lover of money, it's better you don't go to church all your life, stay in your house. Who get the money? Then people they worship. What he did to get it, nobody wants to find out. The reason some of your friends are richer than yourself is because you are more righteous than they are. Righteousness does not allow you make money in the wrong way. And making money by righteousness is slow. Check your Bible. Bible says, whosoever hates to be rich will not be innocent. I don't know which Bible they are preaching. That if you come to our church, we'll make you rich overnight. That thing is not in the Bible. To be rich overnight, not the Bible. So you won't go through any job and you want to make heaven, you are lying, you are deceiving yourself. Some of those, your investment will make people laugh at you as if you don't know how to do business. And God is watching your faith, your heart. Your, by the time he judges you faith in the midst of anything, promotes you. It takes time. By then, your colleague in ministry, they have already become the most, the richest preacher in the whole world. God says, it is now that you are going to start things through in ministry. After trying you for 30 years, Jehovah Nakar is not as interesting as Jehovah Jireh, but he's the same God. If it is not yet time for your revelation, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, it simply means it is time for your preparation. 
You prepare first, revelation comes next. Clap for Jesus. Stand up. I'm true preaching. Stand up, everybody. God is not fooling us at all. God is not kidding me at all. He the promise we perform it all. Give him praise. Give him praise. God is not fooling us at all. God is not kidding me at all. He the promise we perform it all. Give him praise. Give him praise. God is not. God is not fooling us at all. He the promise we perform it all. Give him praise. Give him praise. Oh God, God is not fooling us at all. No, no, no. God is not kidding me at all. Promise we perform it all. Give it praise. Two more times. Amen. God bless you. See you on Wednesday night.